This is the Wealthy Contractor Podcast, brought to you by G4 Marketing. Interviews with today's top home improvement entrepreneurs about marketing, sales, money, mindset, and lifestyle. Now, here's your host, Brian Kaskavalsian. Hello, everybody. It's Brian Kaskavalsian from G4 Marketing Group, and I am excited about this episode of the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. In it, we are going to talk about four strategies for making 2018 a hugely profitable year for you. Now, 2017 was a really good year for most people when it comes to sales, but it wasn't necessarily a big profit year. Now, the ultimate goal of business is to make a profit. And profit is basically your reward for the value that you bring to the marketplace. So you want to bring value to the marketplace. And the more that you bring, the more value that you bring, the greater your reward should be. Too many companies are focused on top line growth, really just for growth's sake. Let's just go and sell more and sell more and sell more. And that's fine. Let's sell more. But you got to be in business to make a profit. Number one. Number two is now is the time. Now is the time to set your business up for success, but not just for the next year, for the next five years, for the next 10 years, next 15 years. So these four strategies are going to help you do that. They're going to give you a framework that you could use for scaling your business, for growing your business, for growing your profitability. This episode of the Wealthy Contractor Podcast is being brought to you by Accelerate Live. This is our big event. It's happening February 7th and 8th right here in South Florida in Fort Lauderdale. To learn more, there are still tickets available. To learn more, go to www.accelerateevent.com. Let's get to it. Let's get into now, we'll get into the four strategies. So here's what we are going to cover today. Now, let let me tell you, number one, profit. Number two, price. Number three, customer experience, CEX. Number four is you. These are the four areas that we're going to cover. With any of these areas, I have done trainings throughout the year where we've gone deeper on each of these topics. What I'm doing here is I'm going to give you kind of highlights and kind of new stuff with what you need to be thinking about for 2018 on each of these on each of these areas. So let's jump right into it. Number one, your strategy number one for 2018 is being profit focused profit focused. So too many companies, too many companies are focused on their top line growth. It's, you know, how many millions of dollars can we sell? Look, I got nothing against selling millions and millions and millions of dollars. The problem is this, as good a year as 2017 was for sales, The next question I ask everybody is, I had this conversation with a company yesterday, you know, how much did you make? How much did you make? And I'll tell you what, the numbers aren't anywhere near where they should be. 
where they should be. I'm going to give you a couple of, of, of examples of, of what we did with a client to kind of readjust the goals for 2018 to, to think about this. But what is what is what are you more focused on? Are you more focused on selling for the sake of selling or are you focused on making money? So to me, being in business is about making money. Now look, I made this mistake. I made this mistake. I didn't talk about it for a long time because it was painful as shit, right? It was painful because I grew, 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 put more money, put all of our money back in, grew, took on debt, grew, 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 grew. We got to $11 million, but guess what? We weren't making enough money. So what good was it? So I could say I built a company to $11 million. So what? We didn't make the kind of money that we should have been making. And it hurt us. And it hurt us bad. So that's what I say to, to, to all of you. Now, many of you, I, I did a survey. I sent out a survey and um, asking about, for 2017, what was your profit numbers? Now, I think the, I think it was a little skewed because the people that are profitable are going to be proud of the fact that they're profitable and they're going to participate in the survey. I think a lot of people that aren't proud of where they were probably stayed away from the survey. But now the numbers were pretty good. I'm from 10% and over. I forget what the exact numbers are. I just sent out the email to last week, but it's like 40% of the people were over 10%, which is great. But the other, the majority of the people were five to nine percent. And look, to me, the new break even is ten percent. And it's not just me. It's a book by a guy named Greg Crabtree called Simple Numbers. And in that book, he makes a case for why ten percent is the new break even. Ten percent of revenue, right? Now this is. This is after all expenses, including paying you, the owner, for the jobs that you are doing in the business. So if you're a salesperson, you got to get paid. If you're the general manager, you got to get paid. If you're the production manager, you got to get paid. Right? This number is after that. This is a minimum, minimum number. Now, I like this uh, quote from Marcus Buckingham. What you focus on expands, and results will follow focus. So... Are we focused on just growing our top line or are we focused on growing the bottom line? And, and look, profit is the fuel for not only for your business, but for your life. Without enough profit, you can't effectively market. You won't have enough money to hire great people. And look, this labor market is tough. And I know, I know what's going on out there. I know how hard it is. We're looking for people, and it's tough. you got to have money in order to hire great people. The best people are working for somebody else. They're not going to jump ship and come over to you unless you can provide them with an environment that suits them better and give them the opportunity to make as much or more money than they were currently making. This business is about people. You know that better than anybody. You won't be able to give your family the rewards they deserve. And you won't have the solid foundation you need to make it the next 10 years. Look, the people that make it in this business 
are not just getting by every month. The people that are making it in this bit, hoping for you know some some miracle to happen, they are every month they're banking money, they're banking money, they're building themselves a solid foundation. Okay, they're building themselves a solid foundation. Now let me tell you about a client. I'm not going to tell you who it is, but such a nice guy that owns the company and he works with his wife. Look at these numbers. They're impressive. In 2015, they did $1.6 million. In 2016, they did $2.8 million. In 2017, they're going to finish with $4.2 million. Now, that's pretty impressive growth. But here's the problem with it. Number one, I asked them, how much are you making? How much did you make? Less than 5%. Less than 5%. Okay. So $200,000-ish. I said, how much do you have in the bank right now? Couldn't tell me. Didn't have much. That money that was profit, he didn't know where it was. All right? Which means to me that this profit is a, it's a fluid thing. It may or may not be. The other thing is his salary, 50 grand a year, 50 grand a year. And so I asked him, I said, okay, so what's your goal for 2018? He said his goal was $5 million. Wow, he's doing it. He's going to get it done. But I said to him, I said, but, and what about your profit number? Well, you know, it's going to be about the same. And like, but why? Why? What are you waiting for to happen? As as entrepreneurs, you know, we're, got, we're, we're driven, driven, driven. Sell, sell, sell. I get it. I'm like that too. But we can't just sell for the sake of selling. You guys take way too much risk. Way too much risk. This guy was an exterior contractor. It's a lot of risk. Windows, roofing, siding, you know. And $50,000. He's living poor. He's doing $4 million a year, $4 million a year, over 400 jobs, 400 opportunities to wipe out his whole life, 400 liabilities, and he's making 50 grand a year in salary. And I said, you know, do you like living poor? You can't live on $50,000 a year. And 5% profit, if that is the number, you pay yourself some distributions, but you know, okay, maybe you can get that number up to 100 grand, but still, you're living poor and your business has no money. So I said, why don't we look at something a little different? Because he reached out to me. By the way, this uh, this was not a solicited. I didn't go to him and say, hey, give me all your numbers and then start beating them up. He came to me. He came to me and he asked me. He said, hey, this is where we're at. Help me. Help me look at this in another way. Like, great, let's do that. So we asked, I asked him a bunch of questions. We went through all of it. And we figured out a few things about his business. Number one is they were offering a huge, they were offering a 20%, up to a 20% discount if you buy today. I said, 20%? That's crazy. Why would you offer 20%? 
and I, and I said to him after we were talking a little bit, we came to the realization that every job that sold at a 20% discount, I think it was like 40% of them, at a 20% discount is losing him money. It's like, so why do it? Why take the job? And are your salespeople that bad that they need a 20% drop? You got a much you got you got a a, a a training issue here. You got a value conversation you got to have with your salespeople, right? So we got rid of that. I said, take your 20% and make it a max 10%. The other thing we looked at is we looked at pricing, which we're going to talk about in the, in our next strategy. But we upped his prices by 5%, and we changed his target. Instead of doing five million dollars next year. We already know he sold 400 jobs this year. Why don't we instead target, let's do $4 million next year, but with a 10% net, $400,000 net, and pay yourself a salary that you can actually live on. So you're, you're, you're not living poor. So the salary is now going to go to $100,000. This is the new goal. Right? Now, it's less. In, so a lot of people look at this and say, yeah, but it's it's less money than next year. And some people don't like this conversation, by the way. I mean, some of you are probably uncomfortable with this conversation. But in this guy's case, in this guy's case, the problem was a lot of us are waiting for something to happen. We're waiting for, okay, when I get to $6 million, when I get to $10 million, then magically I'm going to make all of the money that I didn't make over the last three or four years. Now look, that worked for Amazon. That worked for Amazon. It doesn't work for us. Doesn't work for us. Because if you're not making money, in this case, if you're not making money at 1.6 million, you're not making money at 2.8. If you're not making money at 2.8, you're not making money at 4.2. And if you're not making money at 4.2, you're not making money at 5, 10, 50. It doesn't matter because the fundamentals aren't in place. You need to have the fundamentals in place. now. In his case, this year, instead of focusing on top line, let's focus on bottom line. Let's do four million, let's net 10%. Once we can demonstrate that, and you put $400,000 into the bank, and you know, take out the taxes and all that, you're still gonna have a quarter of a million dollars in the bank at the end of the year. Now looking into next year, now we can say, okay, how do we go next year? How do we go from four to five? Well, how do we add a million dollars? But take our net from 10% to 12. Much better conversation. Much better conversation. And so this is this is what he's going to do. I'm going to follow up with them. I'm going to stay with them. I want to make sure that this is what he's going to do. And by the way, this is not the first time I've had this conversation. I have this conversation a lot. The reason I'm giving it to you is because it's fresh. Okay? But I have this conversation all the time. Now, this is something that I wish I had heard 15 years ago. Revenue for vanity, profit for sanity. And the underlying thing is cash is king. Cash is king. You need to have cash in your business. So my whole thing here is don't settle for less than 10%. You deserve better. You work too hard. You give up too much to struggle, live poor, and hope that one day this is going to pay off. Look, with times the way that they are right now, and they say 2018 for remodeling is going to be bigger than this year. If you're not making money now, you're never going to make money.
I'm sorry to be the one that tells you, but you're never going to make money. So figure it out now. And by the way, by the way, let's say we've got another two or three really good strong years. You put money in the bank, have money in the bank, have money in the bank, and do a couple of the other things that we're going to talk about here, and you set your business up to take you through whatever happens over the next 10 years. Look, the economy is not going to stay like this. We all know this. Let's not fool ourselves. Then this is not doom and gloom. You know, somebody, somebody mentioned that to me, and I said, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. This is not doom and gloom talk. This is opportunity talk. I made that mistake. I made that mistake, and I see people making that mistake all the time. I just don't want you to make the same mistake. Don't assume that, hey, you know, this is going to keep going and keep going and keep going, and you could just ride this out. No, you've got to be thinking now, how do I set myself up? for success in not only in 2018, but how do I set myself up for success in 19, in 20, in 21, 22, 23, if you want to be in business that long. You know, if you're if you're if you're in you know if your deal is to cash out, that's a whole nother conversation. But for most of you, I think you're still going to be in business. Right? So you got to be thinking about this. Number two, strategy number two. Become the premium priced provider in your market. Now, I have a great client. I, I mean, we've we've worked together since early 2010. I mean, they were one of our first clients. They're still with us. Spend a fortune with us every year because they're all about the customer experience and their business has grown leaps and bounds and they're profitable as, I mean, it's just amazing. Family-run business. One of the things that the owner told me was, when things got bad, when things started getting bad, when everybody else was lowering their prices, he increased their prices because he knew he knew they were going to sell less jobs. So he, he said, look, we got to charge more so that we can make the same or thereabouts or close. He knew this. Focused on profit. Right, focused on profit. He learned the hard way too, by the way. He wasn't born like that. He learned the hard way. He had a couple of years where, you know, he told me he goes at the end of the year, they're working, 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 working. They get to the end of the year, they meet with the accountant, the accountant says, Well, looks like you lost a hundred grand this year. And he's like, you know, we lost money? After all this work, we lost money. Right? He decided we are going to become the premium priced provider in the market. Okay? This is one of, the, one of the biggest challenges that I see, one of the biggest blockers of profit that I see from people that I'm talking with is price, is price, the wrong price, not charging enough. So like I said in the, in the example that I gave you, about the, my client, you know, first of all, they had low price. Their prices were a little low to begin with. Number two, there was too much discounting to get jobs. The other thing that is out there, and I'm not an expert in this, but I have resources. By the way, everything that I'm giving you here, I have resources to help you with. So if you're having issues with any of this stuff, reach out to me, let me know, and I will point you to somebody that will help you with this. All right? So not understanding job cost, 
marketing costs, overhead. I'll send you to somebody. That's not my area of expertise. I will send you to somebody that will help you figure that out and figure out what the right pricing is for your company so that you can get the, the gross margin that you need to cover your overhead so you can get the net profit that you need. Okay? There's fear of losing jobs in here. Fear of losing jobs. Same client I told you about that raised his prices. You know, he said he's not afraid of losing any job. His thing is, this is our price. This is what we do for the price. By the way, they have 500 reviews that back up everything he says. That helps. They have thousands of customers that they have serviced that support them. So he could take this stance and say, look, the, more, the most important thing is the customer and giving them what they expect and what they deserve. And in order for me to give them what they expect and what they deserve, I have to charge the right amount of money. And as a company, we have to make the right amount of money. And as the owners of the company, we deserve a fair profit at the end. It's a very healthy attitude. right? A lot of business owners don't have that healthy of an attitude, by the way. The other thing that's going on is weak salespeople. Weak salespeople that are afraid of price or are rely on discounts to sell jobs or don't understand the value that they are providing, that your company is providing. There's overspending in areas. I mean, one of the things that uh, this other client was doing was overspending in marketing. You know, he's got all this money going to marketing, 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 marketing to sell more jobs that aren't as profitable as they should be. So it's like, okay, well, let's look at the marketing budget and see what is productive and what's not, and let's cut some of the unproductive stuff out and let's put it into the stuff that is productive and not delivering enough value to the consumer. If you're not delivering enough value to the consumer, you can't be a premium priced provider, okay? This episode is brought to you by Business Success Consulting Group. Does the way your business currently operate prevent you from scaling and growing? Is the most valuable knowledge in your organization held by just a handful of key personnel? Are you spending valuable time training your teams instead of running your business? Business Success Consulting Group understands the challenges of organizing while you grow, and they specialize in putting order into the chaos of an expanding organization. Adi and her team at BSCG work closely with you and your team to capture vital business knowledge, and then they help you develop document, optimize, and implement systems and processes across every area of your organization, from sales and operations to marketing, human resources, and business development. Adi and her team have decades of experience and will help you empower your teams to function effectively with reproducible results that will set your business up for continual success and expansion. Schedule your free consultation today by calling or texting 503-662-2911. So too many contractors sell jobs out of fear and price out of fear. They're priced at the wrong margins. They're high risk jobs. They're afraid to lose their jobs. They're afraid, oh, I'm not going to keep my people busy. In most cases, you're better off selling less jobs at higher prices. So for those of you, well, some of you have seen me 
me uh, do this before prove to you that you could sell less jobs and make more money. I'm not going to go too deep into it. I have a tool called the Price Optimizer Matrix. Uh, it's in my book, the W Profits book. If any of you want this tool, just let me know. I'll be happy to send you send it to you. Basically, what this shows you is if I change my prices, given my current you know uh, gross margin structure and pricing structure and what I'm selling, what would actually happen if I sold less jobs? What would actually happen if I sold less jobs? So, you know, so if we, we up the, just for example, just for as an example in this case, if our current sale price is $6,500 and we say, okay, we're going to up, we're going to add $500 to every job. We're going to up our, our uh, price by uh, whatever that is, 8%, percent 8%. Okay, which is not a big price increase. You could sell, you could sell 15% less jobs and still make more money. Now, the reality of it, here's the reality of it, is I haven't had one person ever come to me, and in my own experience, I've never had one person come back to me and say, Brian, we raised our prices and boy, we stopped selling. It doesn't happen. Because the thing is, and here's why I here's why I'm recommending this is because you have to become a different type of company. So become a premium priced provider in the marketplace, not only for the additional profit, but for what it will make you and your company to achieve it. Now think about this. In order to do something that you've not done before, you have to become something else. Right? You have to do different things, you have to act a different way, you have to come to market in a different way. Right? So to be the premium priced provider in the marketplace means you have to change your value proposition. You have to change your customer experience. You have to change the peace of mind and the confidence that you're giving to your customer. That makes you a better company. And by the way, when you make those changes, it's going to make you a stronger company, both financially, but also, but also in what we're going to talk about next, which is customer experience, but also in the realm of your customers marketing and selling for you. Drops your lead costs, increases your close rate, and increases your profitability by becoming the premium priced provider. And, and it sets you apart from everybody else. By the way, this is from a recent study from Walker. 86% of consumers surveyed said they will pay more for a better customer experience. 86%, 86%, okay? Almost everybody said they will pay more for a better customer experience. So instead of sell at any price, charge the right price. So you can not only increase your profitability and get what you deserve, what you deserve, but more importantly, to deliver your customers the best possible people, the best salespeople, the best production people, the best installers, the best office people, everybody that they interact with. You have a killer crew of people because you're charging enough money to hire the best people, right? You can have the best process. 
right? You have a process, step-by-step, step, a system, and that system has controls, right? The best customer experience. Then you'll earn premium prices, profits, right? This is not that hard to do. It really is just a decision. It's a decision that you make. So what I say to people is go right now, go. Raise your prices by 5%, minimum 5%. Today, right now, go and raise your prices 5%. But then, but then, look at, now that we're getting an extra $400, an extra $500, whatever that number is, how can we take that money now and put it into people, process, experience, right? How do we use that money to become a better, stronger company? Number three. Now, you'll notice, you'll notice, by the way, these are all, I, 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 it took me a while to kind of figure out the order. I knew, I kind of knew the four things I wanted to present to you, but I wanted to make sure I put them in an order that made sense to you. So number one is have a profit focus, have a profit mindset. Profit, profit, profit. That is my goal for 2018 is profitability. Number two is how do I, get there. One of the ways to get there is to make the decision to become the premium price provider so that price is not an issue because that's where a lot of people are losing out on profitability is on is delivering the wrong price. Now the third thing here supports the first two is focus on your customer experience. Focus on the customer experience. Now look, if you want to achieve long-term staying power in this business. If you want to build wealth for you and your family and you don't want to be a slave to your business, you've got to commit to creating customers for life because the relationships that you have with your customers is what's going to drive your future success and wealth. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. I'll never forget I'll never forget it. In 2008, I, I had actually sold my company before the bottom fell out of the market in 2008, 2009. And I was working with a high-end landscape company. And because it was a high-end company, believe it or not, we were doing, we were actually kind of okay throughout the, you know, 08, 09, and 10. I was, I was there for part of 08 and, and 09 and part of 10. And I remember we were looking for people. We were looking for people. And this guy came in, this guy, this was in Southern California. I'll try and give you the quick version of the story. But this guy came in, and this guy had a company that did uh, masonry. This was a landscape company. We needed somebody to, um, we wanted to take masonry in-house and do it ourselves. And so we were looking for somebody that could run these projects. So this guy comes in, he, he answers our ad, we bring him in, we sit him down, and we start talking to this guy. Come to find out, for the last three or four years, which we're talking, you know, 03, 04, 05, 06, when, you know, the, 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 the streets were, you know, there was money everywhere. Money was flowing, houses were ATM machines, people were spending like crazy. I think a lot of you that were in business back then kind of remember those times. Anyway, this guy had a company and he was doing whatever he was, I, I, don't even, I don't remember the number, but I know 
And by the way, this was the time with the whole mortgage, you know, the mortgage thing where you could buy a million dollar house, or at least where I lived, you can buy a million dollar house for $50,000 down and no income verification. And this guy lived in a, a, a million uh, two or a million three dollar house, and his business was basically gone from one day to the next. Digging a little deeper, here's the deal. Here's, here's, here's what killed this guy. First off, he wasn't a businessman. Wasn't a businessman. Got lucky. Got lucky. You know, all all what is that? The high tide lifts all boats. Something. That's what happened to him, right? But the thing that he did not do, the thing that he did not do, was he did not develop any kind of relationship with his customer. He did the job and he was gone. Did the job and he was gone. He was making money, living in a million dollar house. But guess what? He was coming to us looking for a fifty thousand dollar a year job. He was desperate desperate. Now, that's not unique to those times. This shit happens every single day. Every day. Companies go out of business. Businesses, small business, let's not even say company. Small businesses go out of business every day for a lot of reasons. But one of the main reasons is, is if you cannot maintain a relationship with customers, get them to come back and buy more, refer you to others, man, your 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 um, your business is on very shaky ground, very shaky ground. Now, when it comes to customer experience, this has been something that's been talked about forever. People always talk about customer experience, customer experience. But guess what? It has never been as critical as it is today. Never. I'll tell you why. You guys probably can guess why. There's this thing called reviews, online reviews. And if you don't have good reviews and you don't have enough reviews, you are losing out. You are losing out. We have a client that started with us, um, I think, late last year. We have a case study on our website if you want to go see it. Their online leads, when they, they realized they were spending a ton of money on, on uh, pay-per-click to make leads online, guess what people were doing? They would... Click on their ad, right? And then they would go do a search for the company. So they would respond. They might fill in the form. They might not until they go do some research. Well, guess what? This company barely had any reviews. And the reviews that they did have were spotty. They implemented our feedback and review system. Their online leads went up 60%. 60%. The only thing that changed was now they had a steady stream of reviews coming in. This is critical. You've got to have reviews online. You've got to have them in the right places. And right now, these are the big three. By the way, by the way, just as a note, um, I think we've started telling our clients this, but um, we're not going to be asking people to review us on Yelp anymore. Because these guys, again, in their infinite wisdom, and if any of you are asking for Yelp reviews, stop. Stop. Because, and you can go to Yelp's website and find out about this, they're penalizing companies that are asking people to review them. They want it to be organic. They want people to just go to Yelp and put in their review. They don't want you or somebody like me driving your customers and asking for reviews. 
Now, Google hasn't done this. Facebook hasn't done this. Those two are still good. But Yelp, be careful. They already are horrible for us, but, you know, something to be aware of. Now, what we want to do when it comes to customers is we want to create raving fans. We don't want just satisfied customers anymore. We can't afford it. They're a liability. And I did, and I, I've done trainings on this before where I explain why they're a liability. But raving fans will give you more referrals. They will give you more repeat business. They will allow you to charge premium pricing. And as I just gave you the example, you will get more high quality leads at lower costs. And raving fans are more likely to go and leave you reviews than not, right? So who's going to go online and leave you a review? A raving fan or a satisfied customer, quote-unquote satisfied? A raving fan will. So your job is to create raving fans because also raving fans will come back. They'll buy more from you even if you're a roofing company and you only sell one product. By the way, the example that I gave you earlier of a client that I have that's just their referrals and repeat businesses off the charts. They've been working with us for, uh, coming on eight years now off the charts. They're a roofing company. They sell one product. That's it. One product. Okay. So if you're a multi-product company, this is even more important for you. Okay. So how do you create raving fans? Now, I have done, um, I've done a couple trainings on this. Again, reach out to me and I will point you to those where I go much deeper than I'm going today. Uh, again, I've got resources for all of this stuff for you. So just reach out to me and uh, I'll be happy. Just let me know what you're looking for and I will point you in the right direction. But here's, here's something that I've been saying and I actually went looking for, for, for evidence of it and I found it. There's this, you know, company Walker. Um, they did a survey. They did a study. And by 2020, customer experience will overtake price and product as the key brand differentiator. So what I've been saying is that I've uh, been going around all year saying this is that in home improvements, look, if you sell roofs, if you're a roofing company, for example, you sell the same product as 20 other guys in your market. You get it from the exact same place, from the exact same manufacturer, with the same brochures and the same information. The, the product is not enough to differentiate. You know, it's not like, you know, the example I give is we don't sell these. We don't sell iPhones. We can't rely on our product because there's 20 other people in our market that sell the exact same thing. What's the difference? What is going to differentiate you from the next guy? And this is it. It's customer experience. That's what's going to set you apart. And remember what I said earlier, 86% of consumers, it's from the same survey, 86% of consumers will spend more money, will pay more money for a better customer experience. So look, you know, with, with everything that I've, I, I've demonstrated to you here, by 2020, you better be, you better have a killer customer experience. Otherwise, you're in trouble. We all are. So the thing is, you've got to start like now. If you're not focused on this yet, 2018 needs to be the year that you get focused on it. This is your key to higher close rates. Why higher close rates? Well, if you're dealing with repeat business and referrals, we all know that a referral will close at anywhere from you know 40 to 60% of the time. 
and a repeat customer is anywhere from 60 to 80 percent of the time. So doesn't it make sense that the more of them that we have, the more jobs we're going to close in less time? It just makes more sense. Now, those people that already know, like us, and trust us are going to give us a lot less price resistance, too. So we're going to be able to be a premium price provider. This then lowers our lead costs. It increases our profitability. It gives us, and these are, uh, these are bigger conversations than we're going to have here, but it gives you greater equity value and more wealth, ultimately more wealth. Because aren't, aren't you in business to, to grow your family's wealth? You should be. Now, look, wealth takes all kinds of shapes and forms, and again, I can't go through the whole thing, but you know, wealth is not only about money. Wealth is also about time, it's about relationships, it's about purpose, it's about what you do with your life, right? So use your business to, you know, for some people wealth means that they get to go on mission trips. I have clients that go on mission trips. They want to serve. Great. Well, how do you do that? The way that you do that is by making a profitable business. Well, how do you make a profitable business? Well, you know, all these things that we're talking about, that is what's going to fuel your idea, your version, I should say, of wealth. Now, when it comes to creating raving fans, you've got to look at your process from beginning to end, from the first, very first interaction with your uh, prospect, all the way through to job completion and beyond. What I say it's a, it is it's about designing and executing the exceptionally memorable experience. And you can call it whatever you want. All right, but I call it being exceptional and being memorable. Now, in a home improvement company or home service company, there are four major touch points that really need to be examined, picked apart, designed, and executed on. And that is the initial interaction that generally it's done with a phone call. Generally, it's done with how the phones are handled. That's number one. Number two is the in-home presentation, whether that's a sales presentation or the first time that your, your crews go out to the project, whatever that is, that's the other one. The third is the actual work getting done, the installation, and fourth is post-project. These are the four main touch points that you have with the customer. And what you want to do is you want to look at each of these touch points and you have to look at your business right you have to look at your business and you have to play prospect in your mind you have to play customer in your mind and you have to look at it step by step by step and you have to ask yourself a very simple question is at this point in the process what do I have to do to get my customer to go wow wow these guys are different Wow, you wouldn't believe that they did this. That's how you do it. And you write it down, you test it, then you implement it into your company. And you make sure that everybody understands how it works. So customer experience drives more referrals, more word of mouth, more repeat business, premium pricing, more online reviews, and obviously more profitability, more longevity in the business. And it's really one of the most effective ways to recession-proof your business. Uh, yeah, I can give you example of example after example of companies and people and entrepreneurs that I know that have proven this to be true. 
Finally, strategy number four, really important for all of us, for, for everybody that's that's on a I, I'm gonna guess that most everybody on is a is an entrepreneur, owns their own company. This is for you, but also even if you're not, this is also for you. I'm gonna speak directly to the business owners that are on here, but if you're not a business owner, just take what I'm saying and apply it to how you can use it in, in your life. Strategy number four is work on yourself. Now, this is probably the hardest one out of all four. <laughs> the other ones are easy. The late, great Jim Rohn said, work harder on yourself than you do on your job or on your business. Work, working hard at your job will make you a living. Working hard on yourself will make you a fortune. By the way, for those of you that are not familiar with Jim Rohn, um, R-O-H-N is the last time. Go to YouTube. There's a whole bunch of stuff on Jim Rohn on YouTube. Uh, buy his books. He's dead now, but this guy was, he was something else. I mean, just amazing. Amazing guy. There's hours and hours and hours of Jim Rohn on, on YouTube that you can watch. But he, he was awesome. But he said, work harder on yourself than you do on your job. Working hard on yourself will make you a fortune. And he's right. Think about that. You know, if you're just working on a job in your business, like, for example, a lot of home improvement company owners are actually out selling jobs. Well, there's a limit to how much you can sell and how much money you can make and how much time you can take off if you are doing the job of a salesperson. But if you work on how do I remove myself from that, how do I bring in other people, how do I create systems and processes, then I can grow a business that doesn't rely on me to go out and do this job every day, and then you can go from earning a good living to making a fortune. Um, it's up to you to decide, though, by the way. I'm not telling you how to live. If this is all for you to decide what's important for you. But I know from my own personal experience, working on yourself is really really tough but and it takes a whole uh, it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of practice but in the end but in the end it, it's 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 worth it because you take control and you take charge of your life most people are so busy reacting to what's happening to them that they're really unable to consciously purposefully and proactively create the life that they want. So we get caught up in, look, I'm, I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that I've mastered any of this. This is a the thing that I work on still every day. I've worked on it for 30 years, all right? And I'll probably work on it until the day that I die, okay? But there's things that we're battling. We're battling past programming. So we have to become aware of the past program and we have to kind of reprogram ourselves. So there's all kinds of crap that could be going on inside of our heads. You know, like being, doing, or having fill in the blank is not possible for me. Having a $5 million company that nets 10% is not possible for me. Well, who, who put that into your head, right? I don't deserve to have a $5 million company that nets 10%. I'm not good enough to have a, 10 million, a $5 million company that nets 10%. Only people that are rich, only people that are 
that whose parents help them. Only people who fill in the blank with whatever can have a five million dollar company that nets ten percent. This is all programming. This is all stuff that is getting in the way of what you really want in life. And it's your job to work on it and to get past it. And the way that you have to work on this is you have to change what you think about, what you read, what you talk about. Because we're magnets. We're magnets, all of us. And we're very powerful magnets at that. And remember the, the, what we, what I, that quote that I gave you before about what we focus on grows and results come from focus. So whatever you focus on, whatever you think about, whatever you read about, whatever you talk about, that's what you're going to attract into your life. And your magnet is always working. It does not take a break. So if you are thinking about doom and gloom, that's what's going to show up. Because also what's going to happen is if you're thinking doom and gloom, you're going to end up reading about doom and gloom. You're going to end up talking about doom and gloom, and then you're going to end up attracting that into your life. You're going to find all of the evidence that you need in order to, to prove yourself right. So you have to recognize, hey, I got this going on, and I got to play, I got to fix it, I got to do something, I got whatever that something is. Whether it's exercise, it's meditation, it's taking time away, it's taking a break, whatever it is, you got to do it so that you don't let that programming ruin your life or not get you the things that you want in life. And look, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll be the first one to tell you, some of us as entrepreneurs, we have big ambitions, we have big dreams, we have big goals. Some of us want houses and cars and planes and vacations and income property and this and that. There's nothing wrong with wanting what you want. Nothing at all. Don't listen to, you know, the the all the noise out there about about making you wrong for wanting to live a certain way, for wanting to have a certain type of lifestyle. Want what you want. There's nothing wrong with wanting what you want. Of course, you know, it goes without saying, you don't want it to be, you know, unethical, immoral, illegal. You guys don't operate that way. I, here's a big long list of stuff that I came up with, and I'm sorry to hit you with a big long list of stuff. But for 2018, you got to focus on you. Focus on you. So rest. I don't know, I don't know about you guys, but this has been, I can't believe the year is over. I'm, I'm actually tired. I'm t I didn't take as much time off this year as I should have, but I'm a little beat. And I'm not necessarily physically, but my mind is tired. So I need a break. I need to rest. Um, eating good, the fuel that we put in our body. We need to schedule free time. In 2018, I would, one of the things that I would recommend, and we're going to do this, by the way. All this stuff is going to get covered in Accelerate. We're actually going to do an exercise that where we talk about free time. But... Go into your calendar, into a 2018 calendar now, and at least for the first quarter, and book some days off. Book a vacation in there somewhere. You need to take a couple weeks off every quarter, right, just to recharge, just to energize. You'll be better for your business if you do that. So go in there and schedule it. Spend time away from the business. Spend time with your family, with your friends, with the people that you love. Always be learning. Read a lot. You can learn so much from 
what other people have experienced. Attend seminars. Learn from your peers. Join a mastermind group. Work on your business, not in your business. Control your time. Control your mind. Big one is eliminate low payoff activities. As the owner of the company, stay focused on what are my high, what is the highest and best use of my time? What is the highest and best use of my time? Eliminate the low, the, the low stuff that somebody else can do and probably can do better than you so that you free up your time to work on what's important. Create processes and systems in your business so that you automate systems in your business, so that your business is running without you. And then finally, ask for help. You don't have to do it all alone. I had a conversation with my older daughter last night, and uh, she made a, uh, an important decision. She told me, she said, Dad, I listened to you. I was like, damn, she actually listened to something I said? I was like, wow, what I say? And she said, you know, I am going to let people help me. They're going to help me. You know, this decision that she made has to do with her future and getting where she wants to go. But she recognized, hey, I've got some weaknesses in these areas, and if I, do, if I go on this route, I'm going to be given the tools and the help that I need to combat my weaknesses so that I don't have to go and figure it all out on my own. Because I told her, one of my big things, one of my big things when I was young was I'm going to do it all on my own. I don't have rich parents. They didn't give me money. They didn't start a business for me. I'm going to go and I'm going to be able to say I did it all on my own. Well, you know what? Looking back now, as a 49-year-old, looking back to that 23, 24, 25-year-old kid, I would have told them, you know what? Go and get help and don't stop asking for help. Go find people that are better than you and ask them how to do something and shorten your learning curve. There's absolutely no reason why in this business that you should not be able to go and look at somebody else who's already been there and done that and learn from them. Copy what they're doing. Because you have the same business. Even though you might think yours is different, it's not. It's the same business. Learn from what they're doing. Don't reinvent the wheel. Don't be the lone soldier that's out there. Oh, I got to do it all on my own. I got to do it all. No, you don't have to. You don't have to, unless you really want to and you want to do it the long, hard, painful way. But man, if you want to make it easier and more fun, get other people involved. And guess what? They will love to help you. They would love to help you. So um, there you go. Those are my four strategies for you for 2018. Now, a lot of the stuff is going to be covered at Accelerate. We're going to go deep. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're at a killer hotel on the beach. You have not only do you have a money-back guarantee, but you got a better-than-money-back guarantee if we don't perform. I got a, a a, a crew of people that are awesome. We've got awesome sponsors. This is going to be an event that, that uh, is going to be talked about. And you're not going to want to miss. So uh, go to accelerateevent.com. Check it out. If you have any questions, call me. I'm happy to help. Um, I'd like to offer you a 
no obligation strategy session. We're here at the end of the year. We do, we do a few things on these strategy sessions. One is we use a tool called the Opportunity Map, and we look at your business. We ask you some questions. We look at eight key areas of your business, ask you some questions about your business, and fill in this Opportunity Map, and it paints a picture. And then what we'll do is we'll take the information from there, and we'll put together a custom uh, growth plan for you. We'll come back. We'll do this in two meetings. And we'll come back and we will present you with this growth plan. You can take that information and do and do what you want with it. But the strategy session is absolutely no obligation. There's nothing to buy, but you'll meet with one of our uh, team. And this would also be a great place to ask if, if there's something that is uh, missing in your business or that you need help with or that we can that we can point you to a resource for, that would also be where we can we can do that, um, is, is in the strategy session. Um, whether it's lead generation, sales, uh, sales management, customer experience, reviews, referrals, pricing, uh, profitability, we have, um, we have resources that we can uh, introduce you to. So awesome. So finish 2017 strong. Focus on profit, please. You deserve you deserve to be super profitable in 2018. Don't settle for less. Make it happen. Be profitable. Focus on customer experience. That's going to be critical for your future success and 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 by all means please focus on yourself. Take care of yourself. That is what's going to really take your your business and your life to the next level. I appreciate all of you. Thank you so much for all of your support in 2017. As, uh, as always, I'm here. Let me know how I can help you in 2018. Uh, I'm happy to, uh, to do whatever it takes. I'm dedicated to your success. Thank you all. Have a great day. All right, so that's it for today's episode of the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. Let me ask you, did it help you look at your business in a new way? Did it spark an idea or ideas you hadn't thought of before? Do you have a list of action items that you can take and implement into your business or your life today? I really hope so. Now, before you go, make sure you subscribe to the Wealthy Contractor Podcast so you get access to the latest episodes as soon as they're available. We're always striving to provide you with great content so you don't want to miss what's coming up. And a favor. I'd really appreciate it if you'd go to iTunes and post a review of this podcast. Let us know how we're doing. And finally, we started the Wealthy Contractor as a resource to help you, the home improvement entrepreneur, regardless of where you are on the wealthy scale, get where you want to go. We want to provide you with the motivation, the confidence, the resources, and the tools so you too can live the life of the wealthy contractor. Now, the wealthy contractor is a place where it's okay for you to want it all. In fact, it's not only okay, it's encouraged. So until next time, this is Brian Kaskovalsian with G4 Marketing Group.